Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, there are a few harsh truths about retirement planning and financial planning in general that really a simple Google search just won't answer for you. So with that in mind, we've decided to tackle five major harsh truths about planning for the financial future you want so you can enjoy the kind of financial future you both want and deserve. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everyone. This is uh, Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Kevin, of course, uh, independent fiduciary, investment advisor, representative, Silverleaf Financial, 30-plus years in the business. And, uh, boy, we've been doing this show for a long time now at this point, Kevin, and uh, I enjoy it every week. Oh, you know what? I do, too, Steve. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, uh, guys, I hope you've been enjoying the show as well. I think it's, uh, oh, my gosh, well over 100 shows at this point. Oh, yeah. And you know, and many of them are on the website. So if you'd like to listen to some past uh, shows, uh, I tell people, you know, you can see if I knew what I was talking about at that time, because now we have the history to to prove me right or wrong, I guess. Right. Yep. Um, you know, so just go to the site, silverleaffinancial.com. And, uh, and if you'd like the book, I've got a book there, Five Keys to a Successful Retirement as well. All right. Fair enough. I like that. And uh, silverleaffinancial.com, of course, is the website. And, you know, you mentioned uh, harsh truths about reality and a simple Google search just won't do. You know, I, I mean, you know, Dr. Google, uh, financial advisor, Google. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's incredible. It is. Well, Google knows everything, right? Uh, well, Google this is everything. what you want. This is what they want you to believe. <laughs> It, it for sure is what they want you to believe. And, and there's no question, you know, there's a ton of information out there, right? We've got, you've got the world at your fingertips, you know, on your telephone. So the technology has come a long, long way for sure. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that I, that it's still not something that, um, in my opinion, you should only re rely on, you know, there's a lot to be said for, uh, you know, the two minds being better than one, so to speak. And I think that a human that can interact with you and help answer and adapt to your situation uh, can be very valuable. And the thing, the thing I like to mention to folks all the time is, you know what, if, if you, if you start with an advisor and you don't like how it's going, you just leave, 
you're, you're not, you know, you're not committed. There's no, this isn't a marriage. Right? No, exactly. It, there's no legally, there's no, <laughs> no. Yeah, there's there's no legal duty or vow that you've taken. Right. Um, you, you know, and obviously I wouldn't suggest somebody, you know, enter into something if they think it's not going to work anyway. That wouldn't make any sense, you know, but, but re- just remember, it's not a life, it's not a lifetime commitment. If you don't like it, you can leave. And I'll tell you what, and part of the reason I bring this up is because the fact is pretty much every one of my clients came from a different advisor before they, they chose to, to join me. And it's just, uh, it's just a reality for somebody like me. I focus on retirement planning. So by definition, I'm dealing with people generally that are 50 and above, a lot of them in their 60s and 70s. And so they've had advisors. They've had the retirement accounts, the 401k accounts. They've had those. And they've made a decision that they want to go to a different direction. Um, and, and that's when, that's when they, we, we join forces, so to speak. So uh, by all means, if you're not happy with your advisor, if you want a second opinion, just reach out. Uh, I'd be happy to give you a second opinion free of charge. There's no obligation, but at least you can get another perspective on your portfolio. And that's really important to do that. I think, uh, you know, especially if, if you've been with an advisor for a long time and maybe they don't specialize in that distribution, you know, preservation thing that you do. Yes, exactly. And that's, that is what a lot of people, what a lot of people have done. You know, they're, they realize that when, you know, you're in your twenties and thirties, uh, in 40s, I would say, you know, the real focus is accumulation, right? Let's yes. grow that nest egg, grow the account, right? Yep, of course. Um, but it's a different strategy. It's not the same strategy, or I would say it probably shouldn't be the same strategy. You know, when you get to when you get to retirement and you're starting to pull from the account, so you're so you're in a distribution phase instead of accumulation, and it and it does require some changes, and it requires paying attention to the different types of accounts you have looking at where you're at tax wise. So we don't bump you up in a higher tax bracket because you took too many, you know, distributions from your retirement accounts, let's say. So there's a lot of aspects to look at uh, in retirement that you don't necessarily have to look at when you're just working on growing that nest egg. Sure. So we uh, let's dig into some of these truths, uh, the harsh truths uh, that we're talking about here. Um, first of all, you, here's the line. If you live a 30 year retirement, you're expected to see five to six bear markets during your retirement alone. Wow, that's a big number. It, it's a lot more than most people expect, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it's kind of like when I tell people, um, and, I, and I try to mention this pretty much every meeting, uh, it, whenever I'm talking to somebody about investing in the stock market, I always like to remind everybody that on an average year, the market will drop 17% from its high. Every year, all the time, that's how it performs. That's what we call standard deviation. All right. And, and the standard deviation for the S&P 500 index is about 17%. So that's what you're going to get from a top to a bottom within a year is about a 17% move. So in my opinion, if, if seeing a portfolio drop 17% would, would bother you, then maybe you shouldn't be in the stock market. All right. Because that's perfectly normal. And it's also perfectly normal to have bear markets. Um, the fact is, going back the last 95 years, uh, basically 75% of the time or 74% of the time, the stock market is up. So three out of four years, historically, the stock market has made money. Um, but every 3.4 years or so, we have a bear market. And the bear market is defined as a 20% drop from its high. All right. And now we, we've all seen those in the last several years. My, my point as, as people are going into retirement is that you just need to be aware of it. And, and we want to make double and we might want to be triple sure that it's not going to derail your retirement plans, you know, let's say by reducing the amount of money you can withdraw from the account if you get hit with a bear market the first or second year after you retire. Right. It's, and so I think it's it's very important to be to be aware of the volatility. You know, so folks that get in that 
Uh, we call it the red zone, basically 10 years, you know, before you're going to retire. That's really when, in my opinion, it's a really good idea to start, you know, have those conversations with, with your advisor or find an advisor uh, so you can start to do some planning. A lot of times people wait until a, like a year or two before they retire. Um, but the, and, and we can still help in that situation, but there's a lot more opportunities that are available uh, if we have five or 10 years before you retire. There are things we can do that can really set you up nicely you know, if we have that window of time ahead of your retirement date. Okay. So good to know. And uh, so we don't need to, we shouldn't really worry about a bear market because it's just showing, proving that the market is working the way that it should. It, yeah, you don't, if, I mean, really, if you're going to worry about it, it, it's probably not a good idea to be in there, right? I it, suppose. It, in, in my opinion, because I don't, I mean, people, there's enough stress and anxiety and drama in life already, right? I mean, just, just, Pay attention to what's going on in Washington, D.C., you know, and that'll give you enough drama. And so I don't. So my opinion is to try to reduce stress, to try to reduce or avoid uh, any situations that could trigger this, this unnecessary drama. And so if you're if you're a person, if you do get bothered, if that would bother you, if you're going to lose sleep or get stressed out, you know what? Then maybe we should talk about different alternatives, because the good news is there are other alternatives. And now uh, with interest rates jumping the way that they have in the last couple of years, Bonds and fixed interest investments look the most attractive they have in almost 20 years. So you can get a 6% guaranteed return right now. I can lock it up for five, six, seven, or even 10 years. If you think rates are going down in the future, then it'd probably make a lot of sense to lock in those rates right now so you can take advantage of that 6% number that it's been so long since we've seen. Sure. And, and then you attribute that to what? Just, uh, just ebb and flow of the economy? The, you, you mean the rise in the interest yeah. rates? You know what I, I, I do I do for sure. And in fact, you know a lot of people. Uh, and what I've been telling, what I've been saying a lot of times is that most people, I think, if you're under the age of forty, then this is really feels like new territory to you because, in my opinion, you know from what I've seen, most people don't really pay a lot to the economy, pay a lot of attention to the economy or the stock market. You know, when you're a teenager or you're, or you're in high school or something, most a lot of people never pay attention to it, right? Right, exactly. Uh, you know, but those of us that do, it probably didn't start maybe until you're in college or a little bit while, a little while after you got out of college. And so those folks now that are in their late, you know, tw late 20s and 30s, they're looking at interest rates saying, oh, my God, they've got to come back down because they've never seen them. In my view, it's because they've never seen them this high. They've got a disposition to believing rates should be lower. All right. And so what I point out to them is, guys, really what you grew up in and what you've seen for the last 15 or 20 years that's been the abnormal situation. We used to call it, in fact, if you remember going back, Steve, they used to call it the new normal, right? Right, exactly, and yeah. They're, they're doing that on television all the time. When interest rates are zero, oh, that's the new normal, all right? It, it really wasn't a new normal. It was a situation we went through temporarily because the government had to, had to squash interest rates down, all right, in order to support the economy and to trigger it to get it growing again because of, it goes back to the recession and the housing recession in 07, 08, that area. And they kept the rates down there artificially for the entire time until about a year and a half, two years ago, because they wanted the economy to start growing. When we got to the period with COVID and the pandemic, it just complicated things even further. And then with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, that crimped the food supply. A lot of bread uh, comes out of that part of the world. And, and all of these things have, have triggered the inflation that we saw recently. And so now it is coming back down. And that's why the market believes that interest rates will actually be cut next year. I'm here to say don't get too far ahead of, you know, let's not get too far ahead of our skis on this one. Um, I think the government's going to hold rates up there for a while. They've been saying that, all right? 
But at the same time, the bond market, the interest rates have been going down. Uh, so we have started to see some interest rate cuts. So if you're a saver that wants a guaranteed rate, you really should give me a call. Let's talk about locking in these rates right now before they go down any further. 800-975-6717. That's the number you can call. Folks, Kevin, love to hear from you. And again, you can visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin right there as well. So uh, tip number, let's see, harsh planning, harsh retirement planning, truth number two. If you aren't keeping track of what you're spending in retirement, then adjusting to retirement might be a bit more challenging than you anticipated. No kidding, huh? <laughs> yes. You can't, Unless... you can't stop. You can't take... You can't take the first step without understanding where you know what your budget is. No, unless unless your net worth starts with a B, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're, you're, you know, if you're a billionaire, you can you know you probably don't have to plan much. Um, you, you know, let's face it, most of us aren't in that category, and and the great majority of us do have to figure out, do have to monitor what we're spending, uh, and and just like when you're working, you know, I would suggest everybody have a budget, and if you don't have a written budget at at least pay attention to the numbers so you know, you know, what's coming in, what's going out every month. And, you know, keep track of your bills, keep track of your credit cards. You know, over the holidays is a good time, you know, that, that I would suggest looking at your credit card statements, guys. Make sure you're not paying for something that you don't use anymore. You know, like some streaming service, you signed up on a free trial and then forgot that they're going to start charging your card two weeks later. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of gimmicks like that out there that they lure us in with a free offer. But when you have to give them your credit card up front, you need to put a reminder in your calendar, which is what I do. So if I get a two-week free trial, I put a reminder in my calendar to cancel that service after like 12 days if I'm not happy with it, right? Otherwise, because I've wound up in the same boat where I forgot about something and I see the charge come through and I, you know, and I just feel like I wasted money. Yeah. So it's important that a lot of us, because because it's like I think every company out there now is trying to they're trying to build their own. It's an annuity, an annuity, and the funny thing is when somebody's receiving an annuity, they think it's a great thing. When a company has a business that that provides recurring revenue on a regular monthly basis, sometimes they refer to it as an, an annuity, which is a great thing. And the weird thing about it is that, but when you talk to somebody about an annuity, a lot of them say, oh, I've heard bad things about those. Right. And so so it's one of those situations that, you know, the the perception is one way and I think the reality is the other. Annuities can be great things for the right situation and the right person. All right. They're nice if you want guaranteed income because it'll never stop. It'll keep on paying you even if it goes to zero. No other account will do that. You know, so there are some good features about them. However, there are some bad ones out there, too, that have very high expenses that I wouldn't touch and I wouldn't recommend anybody. Right. So that's why that's why you got to work with an advisor that can help you sort through all these things and find, you know, sort through the, the, the lousy ones and find the good ones that can help you get where you want to be. Well, you know, with the uh, the economy and, and really the market doing what it's doing, um, we talk about the sequence of returns risk, and, and an annuity in the right spot yes. in your plan can solve that problem, and you will never have it. That's that's exactly right. And and the thing is that we we need to. What I suggest folks do is think about and think about these things, investment products, as tools. Right? They're tools to help you do a particular job. And, and just like in some, you know, somebody's building a house and you have these contractors come to your home, they're not coming with just a hammer or, you know, right, just a screwdriver. No. You know, right. They got all kinds of tools because they know the right tool is going to do the job the best way. And, and in terms of investing, you can't, you can comparing an annuity to the stock market is like comparing apples and oranges, right? They're not the same tool and they're not going to get the same outcome and they're not going to perform the same. They serve two different purposes. You should be investing in the stock market because you want to see growth higher than you can get from guaranteed rates. 
Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense to take the risk of a loss. In other words, if you're investing in the stock market for 6% returns, when I can get you a 6% guaranteed return with no risk, why would anybody do that? All right. So it's important to look at the market as a growth tool. You want growth from the stock market. The reason people invest in bonds is because it gives them stability. It can act as a counterbalance or an anchor. You know, if the stock market crashes, bonds typically will go higher. Now, not all the time, right? If you go back to 2022, both stocks and bonds lost money. It's one of the worst years in history, if not the worst in history for that portfolio. Uh, the good news is that the month of November, that 60-40 stock and bond portfolio is actually up between 7 and 8%, which is one of the best months on record for that portfolio. Wow. Wow. That's, so, that's kind of big news. It, it is, yeah, because what's happened in the, in the last month, stocks and bonds have both rallied. Right. Which is beautiful for the folks that own that. Right. Yeah. Considering the, the lousy year that we had last year. So, you know, so so it is important. You know, we started off talking about budgeting and really what we want to start off with is looking at you know everything coming in, everything going out, uh, both while you're working and when you're retired. And that's how we figure out how much additional income you're going to need. And in my opinion, you can be well served getting that from an annuity because it will never stop. And, it, and you're not subject to interest rate reinvestment. And what that means is that, like right now, let's say you, you buy something at a six, you buy something for five years and it's guaranteed at 6%. Okay, your reinvestment risk means what is it going to look like in five years when that guaranteed investment matures? Where will interest rates be? The reinvestment risk is that interest rates will be lower. That's what we mean when we say, what's the reinvestment risk? It means that rates will be lower down the road. And, and you could wind up getting a lower interest rate on that money. So my point is, if you're using these interest rates to live off of, you know, like a lot of people say, hey, I put 200 grand into that. I get $1,000 a month in interest. I don't touch the principal. It's beautiful. And, and I, think, I think it's a great way, a great strategy for retirement for a conservative investor that doesn't want to risk any principal. All right. But the risk, as I mentioned, is that rates could be lower in the future. That's why people are locking in longer terms, saying, you know what, maybe I should go for 10 years with 6% because I can get that now too. And I know for 10 years, I've got that interest rate guaranteed to me. Yeah. All right. So, so it's important to look down the road, look at the horizon and, and see exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish. Personally, I think a 50-50 or 60-40 portfolio between stocks and these guaranteed interest rates is very attractive right now. I think it's the best it's looked in a long, long time. Wow, great. It's, uh, you know, you, you said something, you talked about growth, and you talked about protection. So, I mean, it's so it's like a GPI, right? A growth, protection, and income. That's, that's <laughs> what you, you're setting out, right? There you go. There you go. And it's, yeah, and, and, and you know, the, the old, the, every, most people have heard, most investors have heard, you know, younger people should be taking more risk. You know, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you could probably have everything in the stock market and be just fine. Sure. The, you know, the reason, the logic is, You've got at least 25 years before you're going to retire. So you've got a long, long time, you know, to make money back if it does go down. Because when we look over time horizons in the stock market, there has never been a 20 year period where you'd have lost money in the S&P 500 index. All right. So mm -hmm. no matter when, if, so you're about at 1942 to 62 or 1986 to 2006 or 2003 to 2023, any 20 year period, every 20 year period has always made money in the S&P 500 index. Wow. So over a long, over a long time, right? Over long periods of time, you can have confidence you're going to make money. Yeah. Wow. I like that. So it's well said. I like that. And and so we're talking about you know retirement truths, things that are a little you know difficult to grasp sometimes. And um, so 
where are you saving for retirement? I, and I guess that becomes, you know, so is it, is it a 401k? Just because you have a 401k doesn't mean you have a plan. So, right. so where, and, where is that money and how does it become a plan? And, well, and also just having a 401k doesn't mean you're, you're guaranteed a comfortable retirement either. Well, right? no. <laughs> it, you know, because it, it's not just how much money you save, but it goes back to what we we're just talking about. How much are you spending? And, and a lot of times when people do initially retire and they're, you know, 64 or 65 or whatever, excuse me, the age might be, those are the years we call go-go years, right? Where people want, they want to travel, they want to golf, they want to, they want to, you know, they, they want to go fishing and they want to see their kids and their grandkids and, and they want to just keep on going and going and going. And that means they're spending a lot of money. And, and so it's, it is important to make sure we've got that, that money put away. Uh, and also that you've got money put away that you can then tap into in the future because we know expenses and inflation are going to keep going higher over time, right? So, so it's important that we have different buckets or pools of money that we can tap into to give yourself an increase in income. And so when, when we took, look at the 401k, like a lot of times I'll sit down with folks, they could have three or four 401ks. Each the husband and wife could have that. Sure. And, then they t- and then they typically have other accounts too, right? They'll have what we call regular money, which is non-retirement money. Um, they might have a Roth IRA. They might have a health savings account any number of accounts. And what we want to do is we want to look at everything and we want to put it all together. We want to go over that budget, go over the cash flow, find out how much extra money you're going to need each month. And then we want to extrapolate it out to the future, right? And doing so, it requires us to make projections. That's the only way we can do it, make estimates or projections, or you can just call it a guess. But we have to guess how much inflation is going to be. We have to guess what your what your rate of return is going to be. And then we have to guess how long you're going to be drawing on that account. In other words, what's your life expectancy? So we'd have tables. We, we have computers. We have software programs that can all give us really good you know, projections of these things. But the fact is, it's not an exact science, guys, right? It's not an exact science. So we do our best. I would rather be conservative and not say, hey, you know what? We're, let's project you're going to make 9% a year returns. How about we just say, you'll make, let's say you make 6% returns. Okay. Be, I would rather be conservative and I'd rather say, you know what? Inflation might be 3% rather than two. And that could wind up being too low as well, right? If you go back to the seventies and eighties, it was a lot higher than that. So, so there's a lot of factors that can come into play that can derail that retirement. That's why I, I always recommend to have some money set up in safe vehicles that you know, you're not going to lose it. And ideally if we have some income sources that are guaranteed all right, guaranteed to grow, guaranteed to be there and guaranteed to never run out, then that can give you more confidence with your portfolio that it's going to last and it's going to be there when you need it to. Yeah, right. Again, that's just a that's just a great way to look at things. And so we're, we're going through some truths about uh, retirement. Um, Social Security. I mean, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation about Social Security. There's a lot of um you know, a concern over Social oh. Security, rightly so. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is it, it's there at this moment in time, and it's not going to be enough. No, it's it, it's most likely not going to be enough for. It's not going to be enough for most people. Um, it's pretty. It, I almost assuredly can say it's not going to be enough if you have any debt of any kind. So if you have a mortgage, a car payment, a student loan, chances are your Social Security is not going to be enough, even if you have everything paid off. It can be a, it can be a challenge to just live on Social Security. Now, of course, it depends on your lifestyle and how big that check is. Uh, but the average check is just over eighteen hundred dollars right now. So, you know, and, and the funny thing is when we say that this, the research says that's the average check, but it also says the average 
joint income from a couple on Social Security is is uh, is not thirty six hundred a month, but it's more like three thousand a month. So so the numbers are a little bit confusing. Uh, suffice it to say that you want to have extra income sources set up. You want to have extra other accounts that you can tap for income because most everybody is going to need it. And and the thing to remember, like we talk about with inflation and prices going higher, if you start off at 60, let's say 65, and you need an extra $1,000 a month, chances are that the cost of living adjustments that you get from Social Security are not actually going to keep up with the, with your cost of living. And And all you need to do is go back and look at what, let's say 20 years ago, look at the average you know, expenses for a retiree on Social Security and look at the average income. The fact is it has not kept up uh, with inflation, which is why a lot of people want to change the index that they use. Right now they use this urban index and a lot of people say it's not really reflective of a retiree's lifestyle. Um, you know, but there, there's a lot of issues that come to play there. But one thing, one thing I would caution everybody to is before you start to claim Social Security, take a step back and remember that it's guaranteed to go up, not just every year you wait, but every month you wait. You're gonna, every month you wait, you will get a bigger check, guaranteed. And generally speaking, it goes up about 8% per year, right, for every year you wait. So my suggestion is if it's possible, wait until you're 70, at least for the higher income. If you're married, whoever has the highest income, uh, the highest, I should say the entire, the whole earnings history, don't just look at their income now, right? So in other words, whoever's gonna get the bigger social security check, that's the person, in my opinion, should really wait until 70 to claim. Uh, because uh, when the first person passes away, the survivor is only going to get one check. He or she will get the bigger check, but she is not going to get both. So that's part of the reason why I plan to wait until I'm 70, because assuming I predecease my wife, she's going to wind up collecting my check, and I want to make sure it's as big as possible so she can be as comfortable as possible. Of course, of course. 800-975-6717, folks, if you got questions. Um, so there, so, so Social Security, yeah, not a be-all, end-all, and um, you're likely to live longer than you may expect. Do you find that to be, I mean, are people realizing that at this point? You know, well, that's actually the million-dollar question. I, I, would say, I would say in my experience, I definitely have seen people living longer than they expect, a lot of them. Okay. Uh, but I still, I meet a lot of people, Steve. I can't tell you. I'm always surprised at how many people I meet that don't even expect to live pet to the age of 80. And, and, and usually what they tell me is that it's because their parents died at a younger age. Um, and, but, but it's important to remember that, you know, to look at lifestyle, you know, cause for instance, I know a lot of people that have died at younger ages, but they were smokers for their entire life. Hello. Yes. Uh, it, you know, smoking three, four packs a day, unfiltered cigarettes. Um, I mean, I don't, is anybody really surprised that they didn't, you know, live a live a super long life um and i know there are cases where you do but let's face it if you if you if you have all the risk factors you know if, if you don't exercise and you're overweight and and you smoke four packs a day chances are chances are you should collect social security sooner rather than later um, <laughs> exactly all right is my opinion yeah but if you but if you don't have those risk factors you know if you don't if you're in relatively good health if you don't have any serious medical illnesses then I would say you you really want to seriously consider at least waiting until full retirement age to claim, if not waiting all the way until 70. Um, there is absolutely no benefit to wait past 70. So please don't do that. All right. Because then you're literally giving money back to the government. Uh, and one final thing I would like to bring mention to everybody, we're going into an election year. So please research your candidates, whoever you want to vote for, 
and make sure you see where they stand and you know where they stand on Social Security. And don't just trust what they say. If they've been in Congress, go back and look at what they've said in the past. Because on the election trail, you know, they're, they're uh, subject to a little bit of lying, right? And, and so embellishing. Go back and look at their track record. Look no, at how they right voted. the first time lying. <laughs> yeah, right? This is flat out lies. And, and you, you know what? I'm so tired of hearing people say, you know what? Lying is protected by the First Amendment. I am so sick of that. Um, yes, it is. But it's just uh, deplorable as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, anyway, I agree. You know, let's take a look, guys. Take a look. Who's going to support Social Security? Right now, there's a lot of politicians. Um, they're, they're, what are they putting together? I think they're calling it a debt panel. You know, some people say, no, it's actually a death panel um, because the idea some people think that they're going to try to raise the retirement age for Social Security or cut benefits. All right. And if that's the case, don't vote for them. All right. Don't vote for them. Vote for people that are going to protect your Social Security and protect Medicare and hopefully even strengthen those programs. Uh, and don't. And also, guys, remember, there are separate trust funds for these accounts. Don't let the politicians trick you into thinking that our national debt is because of those programs. Those programs are self, were originally self-funded. The only reason Social Security is short is because politicians took money out of the Social Security trust fund. But that is not in the general, it's not from the general fund. No. So they're trying to throw you a curveball. You need to pay attention and don't let them get away with it. Right. I think that's a good idea. And and like you said, it's it's easy enough to uh, to do a little research. I mean, we were talking about Google at the beginning of the show. But exactly. Don't yes. don't believe everything you read there either. No, no, no. God, don't. <laughs> no, please don't. Please <laughs> don't. All right. And and guys, for the record, uh, also Bard. I don't know if anybody's using Bard. You, you guys might have heard about all these artificial intelligence yes. programs, right? Google's AI program is called Bard. B A R D. I have I've spent out I spent a lot of time on it, and at least half the time it gives me the wrong answer. Okay. So it's a lot of wrong answers. All right. Yeah. And now, now there's always a disclaimer that comes up and says, I'm sorry, I'm learning and we're in the developmental process and I'm, this is not a final product. And, and, and so uh, just realize, be aware, please. Uh, with these AI programs, there's a lot of false information and online. There's a lot of distant, there's a lot of misinformation. And then you get bad actors that are spreading it, which we call disinformation. Right. And, and so um, double and triple check what you hear. And I think you're going to be you know, much better off for having done so. Uh, but it is important. You know, we got an election coming up and whoever we elect is going to make a big difference uh, with what they do with Social Security and Medicare, because those programs are, are at a critical point. Sure. Uh, and so I think it's very important that we strengthen them, not cut them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, before we we got a couple of minutes here, let's uh, let's talk about the market. And I mean, it uh, today in particular, as we record this, I mean, you know, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, you, you know what? It 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 um, the Dow, the Dow Industrials is is looking really good today. But if you notice, Nasdaq and the S and P are down a little bit. Yep. Uh, and the reason is the Dow Jones is only thirty companies, thirty stocks, and Salesforce. Uh, is actually adding about 100 points to the Dow. And that's because they just blew away the numbers. They better cash flow, better earnings than the street expected. Uh, the stock has have, having a fantastic day, and that is moving the Dow higher. Um, you know, it's because of Salesforce. And, and so remember, the Dow is the, the most concentrated of the major indexes, only 30 companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. The S&P 500, of course, is 500 companies, which is why I refer to the S&P more than the Dow. Um, NASDAQ, of course, is even more companies. So, uh, but the market overall, Steve, is, is doing well. If you guys remember a couple months ago when, when, uh, when it crossed over 
from 42 into 4,300. I said, you know what? It's looking a lot better technically. I mentioned that on, on several of the shows that the trend had reversed and the, and the trends and the charts look good now. And they do. They look much, much better. Um, right now, they're indicating, they're, they're saying it's a buy, that this market is in a buy position, To that risk is on. You know, we have risk on, risk off. Risk off. And right now, risk is on. And we're also in a seasonally strong time of year. So if, if you're an investor with money in the market, you're comfortable with the market, stay in there. Keep doing it. Keep buying. Keep buying the high-quality companies. Those are the ones that are performing, especially the big tech stocks. I personally believe they're going to keep performing. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be down times, right? They're, they're, they're definitely going to be down days and down weeks and months. But I think if you look at it five years from now, six, seven years from now, I think those stocks are going to be much higher than they are right now. All right. Well, and again, I'm just looking at a headline, um, um, U.S. stocks poised to record their best month in over a year. Yes, and it, and it is, guys. You know what? The economy is doing well. We just showed over 5% growth for the economy. Unemployment is still below 4%. I know we're seeing inflation on different things, but inflation has come down considerably too. We're below 3% year-over-year inflation. So what the Federal Reserve is doing is working the policies are working, and and I think that's evidenced by what we're seeing in the stock in stocks and bonds. Both stocks and bonds have rallied in the last month, and and it looks very good, right? Take a look at your statements. You probably made some money, uh, but let's make sure you're not taking too much risk. Let's take a look and make sure you're positioned properly for 2024, and the month of December is a great time to do it. All right, Kevin, let's uh, let's reconvene in a week. I think that is perfect. Listen, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great investing week. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.